Hello and good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of X Vlog Live. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL. And folks, we have an incredible show. Now, if, you, if you've been following me on social media, if you've been following me on the shows that I do, when I do five live shows per week, yesterday I was hit with a bit of a conundrum. Yeah. This week was so busy. And some, you know, I had a few things happen that I, I really can't discuss, but um, it just it just really did throw me personally for a loop. And I didn't forget about the Thursday show, but what I did forget was to actually get a guest. And I was scrambling last night. So I not only got a guest, I got two of them. And these guys are awesome. Uh, we have a lot of big opinions to get into today. Uh, one of which, folks, which is I think is right now the hottest topic in gaming. And that is media game reviewers oh, versus yeah. gamers. Oh, yeah. Um, we have seen this year specifically where some games have gotten very low scores by reviewers who are professionally paid to do these things they're supposed to you know use media uh you know the, the media honor system and you know and guess give their opinion because remember that it you know game reviews are opinions and it's not that people are wrong but sometimes reviews are done they're they're done by the media specifically when you look at what uh, what Sony does. You know how that you know they they blackball certain people or certain sites if they don't give favor favorable reviews. We've 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 yeah. heard that more times than not. Mm -hmm. uh, a perfect example of of high marks for actual bad game is Gran Turismo. Gran Turismo launched incredibly broken. Uh, the fact that they they uh, spent so much time. Um, you know, with these microtransactions, it was never discussed, never talked about. And this game was given high marks when it probably should have been giving low marks. Uh, now you ask why? why? Why did that happen? I, I honestly can't say. I'm not going to sit here and say people were paid off or whatever. But it just makes you wonder why something slipped through the crack. Another, another one that seems to be a hot mark right now is uh, Sonic, Sonic Frontiers. Uh, I am mm. currently playing it. I have uh, six and a half hours into the game. It's currently sitting at an eight for me right now, eight out of ten. Um, it might go up. It might go. It might go down. I'm, I have had no problems with it. I'm quite enjoying it. Um, it got beat up pretty badly with a lot of sixes and low sevens. But when you look at the the uh, reviewer score versus the actual user score. Mm. It's sitting at high nines, folks. People are really enjoying it. I, I got to be honest with you. I've come across a lot of people that have have picked it up on my word and saying, you know what, boom, you are right. This game is freaking fire. Mm. And that goes for Gotham mm -mm -mm. Knights. Steel Rain, you have Ooh. a lot to say about that. I, I, I literally was almost late to the freaking show because I was trying <laughs> to hunt for these pages for That's those funny. damn Court of Owls. So yeah. I literally am still playing that game. I got to get back into Halo. Great game. Great game. I got to get into God of War. I mean, the, my problem with games, folks, is not is not the time. money. Uh, time. It's time. Time Ooh. is time. Is just It's just there's not enough time and energy. in the day. Yeah, and, and, and energy because... Yeah. I used to be able to stay up to two, three o'clock in the morning, get up at six. I'm an old man. I can't do that no more. That's, <laughs> that's not happening. Um, but listen, let's get into the um, introductions, and then we're going to get into the hot button topics. Let's First go. of all, uh, Steel Rain, my brother, how are you feeling? Welcome. Uh, 
What's going on, boom? I'm in the X Vlog Live Kingdom this time. What's going on? Usually, I know this is a two man show. Boom said he gave me the keys to the back door, so I just knocked and he opened. So I just barged on in, made a sandwich, <laughs> uh, toasted up some waffles, and I'm just eating breakfast, enjoying myself with a nice cup of coffee, also. And we got N64 Josh, which I'll be honest, he was the first to answer the call, and uh, I had to be like Red Hood in this situation, just come down <laughs> off the rooftops and just slap some fools. Upside the head, but <laughs> hey, it's been a good time, and boom, I'm right on board with you. It's a lot of craziness that's going on. It really drives me up the wall. I've been kind of teetering this line where I've just wanted to make more live content um, because the absurdity of people's opinions that don't genuinely like certain things like for an example sonic sonic has always and again i'll get off my soapbox real quick but sonic has always been very divisive looked at sideways and yep. a lot of people say that sonic hasn't had a good game since the 2d generation of sonic now me and you boom of course we disagree uh yep. sonic adventure 2 sonic heroes i feel like we're excellent games this sonic is a whole different ilk and like i said before i was rooting for sonic to get a nine on metacritic uh unfortunately it got a seven uh through the uh through the critics but the users knew what's yeah. up so um yeah. shout out to everybody in chat much love we're gonna have some fire conversations today uh let's get to it man much love yeah appreciate that and n64 josh TikTok josh i don't know what else to keep Ooh, calling you yeah yeah josh there's, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna keep adding these these, these tag names to you because I you, love do it. Wear, you do wear a lot of hats. But listen, brother, thank you so much for joining us today. Definitely appreciate you being one of the first to answer the call. Uh, how are you feeling, brother? And what are your thoughts on the topic? I think we're gonna have a, a pretty interesting conversation. It it's uh this is gonna go back for me. This is gonna go all the way back to Mario Kart Double Dash Ooh. days, and so Ooh, it's nice. gonna it's gonna be a really fun conversation. I'm so glad to be here. Uh, feel very fortunate that I was able to fill in and uh, glad Steele was able to join as well. So we're going to have a good time. Yeah, you know what? I want to open up with a fun one, folks. Uh, obviously, we do these shows for having fun. Now, I want to bring in a specific, uh, uh, well, not a YouTuber, but he is definitely an insider. He's high on the uh, on the, on the, uh, the blue check mark, the real blue check mark, if you will, because uh, I can't seem to get one. I'm probably going to have to actually spend that, the $8,000 yeah. a month because, well, I have 144,000 tweets. I've never been suspended. Yeah. All I tweet is goodness, and I still can't get the blue check mark. It's just the craziest thing. And listen, it is going to be. I just hope that Musk doesn't just destroy Twitter. It is, <laughs> it's, it's my one Hopefully advertising not. spot that I talk about gaming and I inter, you know, interact with so many people mm -hmm. that it would be it would be really a, a disservice if this 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 uh this platform takes a dump. I hope it doesn't. But I want to bring in Clobriel to the conversation Ooh. now. Clobriel is someone that I trust. Mm -hmm. um, he is not unfortunate. He's okay. unfortunately not following me, and I say yet because Clobriel, goddammit, you're gonna follow me one day or another. <laughs> and uh, I like that what he does. Uh, mm -hmm. He is. Uh, an uh, you know an Xbox insider. You ever hear him say it? He he comes out and says, "No, I'm not an insider. I just love Xbox." And he always has good opinions. He always puts good information out there. He did something the other day that I thought would be a fun conversation because again, that's what these podcasts are supposed to be. That's why I want to interact with the chat. I want to interact with the panel. And he put out there. Uh, the announced transmedia film and series projects that are happening for uh, Xbox IPs. 
Um, and Fallout is getting a TV series that's coming uh, on Prime Video, and I have a feeling that is going to be really good. Uh, I don't know if anyone saw The Rings of Power. Uh, me and Mrs. Boom loved it so much we started watching it again. I absolutely loved every episode from start to finish. Uh, it was just announced uh, that mm. Gears of War is getting not only a film adaption from Netflix, but it's also getting an animated series, which is going to be dope. Grounded, the t- you know f- the team that was only fourteen people when it started, and I think it's twenty one now. This is getting an animated series that's going to blow up, and that's again hats off to Obsidian once again. I mean they 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 they're just a team that just never misses. Mm-hmm. Grounded is getting an animated series. Halo had its first series. Now, yes. granted, it was divisive. There were a lot of mm-hmm. people that you know didn't like Master Cheeks and him having sex and all that other stuff. I get all of that, but at the end of the day, there are they, they did take a lot of the feedback. The director has ch- has been changed. The original director is not coming back to reprise his role. Um, the 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 gritty, uh, more war intense Halo is what is expected to be told in season two. I'm very much looking forward to that. And we also have um, um, Coming the Way of WB, uh, a Minecraft animated series. And Mm. that, folks, is going to explode on the scene. So you're asking, well, what, what, what are you telling us all this? You may know this. Well, here's my fun question. What do you, the fans, want to see come to the transmedia aspect of gaming right we know Mm. obviously sony is doing a a lot of work behind the scenes i mean hbo has uh the last of us releasing they have a series coming for horizon they have uh a gran turismo series i think it's a film very shocking but you know what Mm, it's still a video game film i'll check it out there's no doubt about it so everyone's i mean the mario film even mm-hmm. though it's again that that's packed with uh, tr- uh, controversy because no no one really digs the uh, the voice of Mario and and I happen to really like the actor very much I think that he I uh, think he's great yeah I think it's but my problem even my wife was like I don't understand why they got him the original Mario the guy that still does the freaking voices in the film he's a different character it makes no sense so. We'll see. Maybe we'll get a Sonic situation. Maybe you know, remember the ugly Sonic? You're like, ooh, that's that's not good. And they delayed the movie by a year, and then it came uh, out. And Sonic is is now boss. He's 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 yeah, doing yeah, it. Yeah. Well um, worth. <laughs> it was absolutely well worth the wait. And 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 for money wise, look how well the second film did. The beginning yep. of this year. That that's why, folks. I'm gonna keep putting this out there to the to the gaming gods, just so I don't have to give up the knees because I like walking. Um, <laughs> I'm hoping that my prediction, and I know Kaysante might be listening right now, and he's probably laughing, um, that, and again, this is no slight, or, uh, yeah, yeah, no slight on God of War. God of War mm. is probably a 10. I haven't played it. It's downloaded. Again, folks, time. It's not a console war thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a 10. Even with that said, I have a strong suspicion, folks, and I may be wrong, and I'll have to give my knees up live on the air, but I don't think I will be. God of War is going to be outdueled two to one to Sonic Frontiers. I agree, and 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 that's and and that's just based on what's happening. And it should, See, it, you know, you have the film that launched this year, right? They're going to start selling it and putting it on again 
for uh, you know, you know, when the holidays come, nice stocking stuffers. Mm -hmm. The Netflix series, I don't know if you saw the trailer, looks bonkers, freaking good. Oh my god, it looks so good. And that's coming out in a couple of weeks, right after the launch of Sonic Frontiers, plus plus the numbers thing. You can't argue numbers. You want to argue, you want you want to have a conversation with me about who's a better game or a character we can have those conversations and 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 obviously varied opinions will be will be tossed around but you can't right. argue numbers mm -hmm. and numbers folks is that sonic frontier has released on steam everything it's released on the on the xbox one xbox series x s ps4 ps5 and switch versus god of war which is again it is a 10 sony santa monica those guys and gals over there they're legit Two platforms versus seven. Yeah. yeah. So just on principle, it should. I'm yeah. I'm going to win. But let me reel this back in. Let me reel this back in, folks. I'm going to go first to steal on this. Ooh. Um, I think that one of the most magical things that is currently happening right now for gaming, mm -hmm. and I'm almost a bit jealous that oh, new okay. gamers are getting all of this smorgasbord of gaming on t-shirts mm -hmm. and on comics and on graphic novels and books and films and TV yeah. series and all and games they're getting all of this we never had this growing up mm -hmm. every now and sure. again you'd get a game character that would find its way to a TV show and you were like oh my god this is the greatest thing since sliced bread because you know it's your favorite game right you you remember the mario cartoons you ever see them now oh I used to love them as a kid, and now I'm like, oh, that's not really that good. But you know what? It, it is what it was. Super Mario 3 still holds up a little bit. Yeah, no, no, it, 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 it does. It holds up a tad. But you know what? But, I mean, listen, what are you going to do? Mega Man and Captain N? Uh-uh. Nope. Yeah, and Mega Man and Captain, no. uh, Captain N. Oh. <laughs> so he, Mega Man was great. Problems. Mega Man he, was amazing. Bro. He, he oh, had a power glove. Yeah, no one even knows what we're talking about. But we know what that is. Yeah, I, I have the own one. I used, to, I used to hold it like this. I used to pretend I was somebody special with that thing on. It's I stupid. love it. <laughs> so listen, uh, Steel. Let, yeah. Let's get your opinion on this. Um, what of the 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 remaining IPs Man. that Microsoft hasn't talked about yet? Do you personally want to see come to the big screen, whether that be uh, a series or actually on film? Oh wow, man! The ones that have kind of been talked about where have been my ones that I've wanted for over the last decade, right? Halo, um, kind of teasing in and out with their kind of live action shows and also animated uh, series that they had. And then now Gears has been in conversation for a long time, and they've been dancing with the, with that idea um, to the point to where I've almost I've almost gave up gave up hope on it. Uh, but now it does seem like it could be more of a reality than ever before, and I definitely hope it is, uh, since they are saying it is in development now. So we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, those things get treated with the utmost respect because uh, both Halo and Gears have universes that have such an expansive background to them and can also be drawn in many different directions um, depending on who's the leader of that universe um, and really create something even more magical, right? And I think that's the overall point. You want something that's going to leak over into toys. You want to do movies. You want to do TV shows. You want to do um, any little thing, posters, clothes, whatever you can do uh, to get as much attention to it. Uh, that'd be it. 
the main thing, right? Halo has that appeal. Um, the guy in a suit, everybody loves that power fantasy. Um, at least I know I do. I love, I, I like people in armored suits for whatever reason. But um, the way one that sticks out to me and the chat hit hit the nail right on the head um, is going to definitely be Fable, um, mainly because yep, always being being able to see the thing. Main thing that bothers me about Star Wars is that they don't tread the gray side enough, right? Or they make it seem like it doesn't exist or you have to be one way or the other. And the messed up thing about that is you're taking out a whole other element, for example, like Starkiller, who was on the gray side, which is why it became so strong, um, which is why they also retconned him. Um, <laughs> um, but when you have, though, when you bring in something like that where Fable literally gives you more of a human side of it because it gives you more of that element where you kind of force yourself to play that gray side right um especially with the, the way that society is nowadays you do have to be careful but you can also kind of jump out on that ledge maybe get on the springboard and jump off of it and do a cannonball and really impress people in certain in certain moments depending on how it's pre, uh, presented to us uh again it's another one of those things also because fable has been away and i've mentioned this multiple times not everybody's going to be familiar with it so now when fable comes back People are going to be like, oh, man, uh, those who are, know who Fable is are going to be like, man, this is what I've been waiting for. Those who don't yeah. be like, man, what the hell is Fable? Uh, they're going to watch a couple of videos. I'm like, oh, this, old, this game is old as hell. Yeah. Um, and then you see the differences and, and, and maybe or maybe not that might be somebody's jam a TV show or animated series or something to introduce it like a like, for an example, Cyberpunk, uh, Cyberpunk Edge Runners or we were talking about Sonic earlier. Um, like what Sonic Frontiers did with the whole Knuckles animated little thing, uh, six minute thing that they did uh, to kind of give you like a prologue before the move, uh, before the game came out uh, that was that went on YouTube. You can do something similar to that just to give people a reason to get enticed or to be interested or to give people a piece of that world. Because that's a lot of the reason why some people don't get involved. Right. Because they're like, I don't know if that's my thing. So uh, I think that's one way to do it. Fable would definitely be the number one choice for me. So That's a good one. Uh, I actually have a few, but I want to let Josh go first on this. Uh, Josh, I mean, look, transmedia is something, it's, 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 it's a fleshy term that people have been throwing around. I, I don't normally use it, but it's, it, it's, it's, it's a part of the conversation today. Uh, something was brought to light the other day that I found extremely interesting. This was during the Xbox One days where, right. you know, the whole TV, TV, TV thing happened and really you know, sent Microsoft down a bad path. Uh, they, they've recovered since, but, you know, it did take them some time to uh, you know, regain their sea legs, so to speak. Uh, it was confirmed uh, that Conquer actually had an animated yeah. series that was in active development, yes. and it was supposed to take place right after the game. And I said, wow, that is such a missed opportunity because I think Conquer... Uh, these days would work really well. Like I, his, 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 his potty humor is something that is big with the kids. And I think that he would, he would resonate. I mean, look, I mean, I, again, I, I, I'm a platformer stand, which I, I will, we'll talk about in a minute, but for you personally, of all of the IPs, and quite frankly, uh, there are a lot of IPs, especially when you consider ABK, I think the easiest one that most people have talked about that want to see come to fruition is an actual Call of Duty show. 
I think that a live action Call of Duty show, you know, sets to the tone of, you know, like Saving Private Ryan or something like that would be legit big. You know, you give some, you give HBO something like that and you let them go crazy. I think it would be incredible. Uh, what, what, what are, what are your couple of picks that you'd love to see join uh, the film and TV ranks from Xbox? Uh, from Xbox? Okay, that's the question I was wondering about. I'm yeah. like, is it specifically Xbox? Because, uh, uh, well, I'm just going to. Well, no, throw I mean, it out. listen, go, 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 go crazy. Throw it out there. I mean, if you want to, if you want to talk about Xbox, talk about Xbox. You want to add someone else? Add someone else. It's, a, it's, it's. A, it, it really is an open ended conversation with xbox and i believe it was uh i believe it was umbra that said it and it, it was on the top of my mind it was perfect dark yeah true you that's know, a good point like that's a good but point. again a lot of these almost all of you know these in my was... mind need to be more like a little more mature right i think okay. I, I i think i think even fable I think could end up being a little more on the on the mature side, right? Yeah, versus, yeah, yeah. Versus like being like super like in in my mind, and I know That's it was a picture. you know it wasn't uh, it wasn't very well received during the uh, during the Xbox Factor podcast, but I th I find Witcher a little bit corny, right? And I would love to see mm. I would love to see something like Fable just be a little, but there well, is that a corny genre aspect to really it, so does have an open door. Like there mm -hmm. there there is the, is there a real wrong way to do it? I mean, you add monsters, you add dragons, you add you know powers like sorcery. I don't really think it's a, you can go wrong to be honest with you. And Fable is remember this is a reboot you know no one really i mean we know who fable is we know that there was a trilogy but there are a lot of gamers that don't josh right yeah yeah so it has the potential i mean it could it could literally be anything at this point i mean i think they're gonna stay true to the the formula somewhat but uh right. um but yeah but when it would come to a show yeah there's 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 so much they could do but i mean you know if you harken back to the days of like 24 Right. And if uh, if Perfect Dark was was kind of like that, where just, you know, real intense uh, spy thriller also mix in the, it like the the alien aspect of that show, like there could be some really good, some really good sci fi mixed with with spies and all that stuff with uh, with a perfect dark. So that's that that would be high. My, plus, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan of Joanna Dark, and um, I think her I think her character yeah. has so much potential, yeah. dude. For, listen, folks, I, I'm gonna take this in a little bit of a, a a different direction. First of all, I love seeing women empowerment. I, I, yeah. I think that it is something that has exploded on the scene in the recent years. Uh, I, for me personally, of having a wife that's a Latina seeing how sometimes people are overlooked because of gender, because of race, seeing that sometimes the talent is not there. Uh, I love seeing what's happening in this world. I love the fact that women matter. They're more than just eye candy. Uh, and I think someone like Joanna Dark is such a unique character. And yeah. there's such an opportunity here to bring a Jason Bourne-esque type of male-dominated character, your James Bond, mm -hmm. your Jason Bourne, your uh, Mission Impossible, and give that lead to a female character like Joanna Dark, who in, in, in essence has not been relevant in two decades, folks. Right, and this I think that'd be, that would be would perfect, be too. huge, brother. I love what mm -hmm. you're putting down, Josh. That would be perfect, yeah, I like it. Yeah, there's, there's just opportunity there. 
really yeah. and to, to market so. to market the game and to uh i mean um, imagine uh, imagine there's gonna be people that don't even know you know what perfect dark is right yeah. but but if they did the show well enough yep. and it was it was talked about like like a game of thrones or a walking dead when it was relevant you know like like there's 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 a, there's a ton of potential for it so uh besides perfect dark i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna move away from xbox just a little bit but if there was a r-rated or you know like adult not i I can't say can't say the word adult but um mature mature rated metroid yeah with hell yeah as a matter of fact someone actually just said that in the chat they said let me see if i could find it um you could play a fine line with metroid too because depending on how you went for it if you made it live action that would be really dope i would love to see a mature live action uh metroid but i think would also would be dope if they did an animated one kind of like how they did halo legends and you you could really play a fine line because you can say oh it's just monsters and stuff it's like power rangers right it's just uh it's team (laughs) you know so yeah, I kind of yeah Glacius it, right? EX says uh Samus is still number one boss. Yeah. Yeah, somebody else was bringing up that point uh that Tomb Raider did kind of did the same thing 25 years ago what we're talking that about. That was that was uh that was a uh, King uh, da- David Jack actually mm-hmm. said Laura Korf did this 25 years Which ago. Which is and you're 100% correct. Indeed. But the thing is what makes and why I think the gentlemen are speaking to Joanna Dark and please correct me if I'm wrong cuz I'm not someone who has any history with Perfect Dark or um in that field, the perfect dark. So, um, before Jan- Joanna Dark, I believe she does have more of a futuristic take on what that character could be. So she could be our today's futuristic Tomb Raider, right? Um, different angle, playing with different things in a different, a uh, little bit different of a way. I know there's some time aspect that, that's in there. Uh, maybe some mental things that are in there. She's a spy. Like there's so many different aspects that you can kind of play on or really kind of mold into something. And all you need is the right character. Uh, or the right animation team behind you. And I think, yeah, you got something that would really hit. I mean, again, if Cyberpunk has anything to lead us with, I, I think we're... And that uh, dude, you see something? What you just put down right there is exactly why I think this is going to explode. Because look at what Edge Runners did for Cyberpunk the game. Yeah. Look look what... I, I mean, again... CD Red, CD Project Red, they had some issues with the game when it came out. A lot of people still love that game. I played through. I haven't played through it. I'm, I'm like like 20 hours into it. I got to get back to it. I quite enjoyed it even before all of the patches came out. I had no problems with it, but when when you coincide the once the the 1.6 patch with the mm-hmm. anime, you have you well, look what they did, folks. Sales went freaking crazy it was in the top 10 of mpds all over again because of an anime you put a badass uh animated film or a film in general i mean perfect example once again you 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 thought the witcher was corny and i I, i'm I'm not not i i my my wife and i pretty much we, we enjoyed it but i i see your point in some things but look what happened josh Mm -hmm. the witcher 3 became top 10 for months after yeah. that so you're yeah. definitely on to something mm-hmm. yeah the, the the marketing potential is is there right and you know if they get the right they get the right casting the right director everything just hits i mean 
uh, I feel like honest, it's the uh, my fault, Josh, but it's just like this is at the top of my mind. I feel like this is the this is like <laughs> this is like the same effect that books ha- used to have, right? Where but it's not books anymore. It's just digital media being in the face of it turning into the gaming industry than right. the other way around. It seems like I'm so I might be off base in that, but sorry I didn't get that one off. Well, I mean, it's the it's the Star Wars effect, right? It started with True, movies, yeah, but then eventually yeah. turned into comics and yeah. and the games. That's a good point. You know, and and everything. Star yeah. Wars Monopoly. I mean, yeah, it just yeah. you know, it just yeah. it, it goes it goes on and on. And these the these companies are realizing, and I, I mean, in just some case, they've 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 always kind of known it, but like right. whether the technology wasn't there. I mean, l- look what the first Super Mario Brothers movie. I mean, that thing is yeah. is is rough, right? Like. A lot of people love it though. <laughs> it's yeah, it's one of those. But I mean, even Classic, listening right. to the like listening to the the behind the scenes on that film, and people yeah. were were drinking on the set, and people get hit by cars, and like like it's it's wild. If you guys want right. to find out a little bit of that history, go and check that right, out. It's yeah. it's it's just it's bonkers, you know. And like, but I remember seeing like Yoshi for this first time. We had just got done with like Jurassic Park, and you're like, clever girl, you know, like what is going on with Yoshi? You know, it was just it was wild. So. If it can be done right, I think there's just so much potential to grow to grow these brands and to to bring in new fans to the series. And 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 boom, you're absolutely right. We've been seeing it time after time with with The Witcher and Cyberpunk, and you know those 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 games are those those shows are hitting, and then they're getting people back in those games, which is great. I mean, I don't know if you guys remember, but like, uh, we I think. Well, you brought up Halo Legends, which then makes me think of uh, the Animatrix, right? But I mean, yeah, in, yeah, I was good. Oh. Remember the the Matrix game was a prequel to the movie. Yeah, yeah. You know that was that was prequels to those to those. And you know how you know sequels. how well that game <laughs> those, sold, Josh. Those were they, they didn't do that great back then. I don't think. No, I I think it sold like gangbusters, it, bro. It, I, I, I yeah, I I quite I listen. I I played that game. I, I enjoyed know, I it. Mess out of the games. And normally, <laughs> money game movie games suck, right? They right, 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 right. Do, but yeah, I mean it, it. But it was just one of those things. Like if you wanted all the backstory to the Matrix, you had to play. Um, you had to play those games. Mm-hmm. Yep get to get the full and and that was kind of cool back then that was something that was something different and it was almost like them trying to plug us in right Right. like to to really put us in into the matrix so um yeah what was it enter the matrix and then the the path of neo those were the two yeah those those were the two games right and so there's yeah there's so much there's so much that can be done and especially with with modern technology it's just a matter of it being handled correctly, right? Yeah. I wish we were I wish we were all speaking as fondly of the Halo series as we do like yeah. the the beginning of Game of Thrones, you know, or the early days of The Walking Dead. Like I know, you know, we don't know how Walking Dead's going to finish, but it's been a lot of the same just over and over again. Um and Game of Thrones did not finish well. Um but the the newest series was pretty was pretty good and it, it you yeah. know. House so of it yeah, so there's um and again it's all it's all just a it's all just opinion at the end of the day but right, 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 right. um but I, I it's the it's the you can watch the hype cycle right mm-hmm. and there was more talk of like what what halo did wrong than what it did right and i, I would love yeah. to see that narrative change to where like yo chief is 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 really just kicking some covenant ass and we get to introduce to some some characters that we know and love and like let's let let's take this in the direction more of the direction of the of the games because yep. it is about introducing new people to the series and paying service to the fans that have been there all along 
Yeah, yeah, I I absolutely agree. Uh, for me personally, and I'm gonna take it back uh, once again. <laughs> well, you know that's just who I am. Uh, there are two thing. shows that I would love to see uh, brought into. One is I think a no brainer simply because of the success of Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see uh, Elder Scrolls. Oh, that become a a a series. You know, you you take, you take mm-hmm. you take you uh, take everything that they can do. With a, you know, take you take something like an HBO, who knows how to make these uh, that that genre of 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 TV and film just look epic, look real. You know, every every around every turn, there's there's something serious. I think that the Elder Scrolls has a such a wide palette of stories to be told, uh, and obviously, you know, we know that uh, the uh, Elder Scrolls Six is 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 the next big project after Starfield. So if they start working on that, and that, and, and you can somehow get the you know the TV series or film to hit right around before yeah. or right after the game, you have you know you use you use that transmedia road to your advantage. The other one for me, and if you know me, folks, you know that I love platformers. Uh, I think that the Mario film, even with Chris Pratt as the voice, is going to make I'm just buckets of money. It's going to it is going to make so much money. It's it might be the highest grossing film of the year. Honestly, I know that's people like it can't be. It's going to be because of the kid factors. Uh, I would love uh, for first of all, you, I'm gonna bang a drum again, folks, and I don't care. I'm, I'm not going to. I am not going to get off of this top of the mountain until a someone pushes me off, or b I get what I want. I would love an animated Banjo Kazooie. That's what I, I think that 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 world has so much story to tell. And if and again, I I don't know if they're ever going to come out with it. I don't know who's going to do it. You know, rare. We've heard from different sources. Rare doesn't like going back and doing older IP, and you can't you can't front you can't really get mad at them. They they want to move forward. They want to they want to tell new stories. That's fine. But it, it, the the fact that we're still sitting on uh, no banjo kazooie it breaks my heart. So hopefully one day we will in fact get that. Um, I am I like I said I it's an IP that cannot be denied, especially when you see Mario and Sonic doing so well. He's as important as those characters, folks. So th- those are my two picks. Uh, before we get on to the second topic, I do want to catch up on some of the super chats, and there's been quite a few of them. The first two of the day come the way of our very good friend Drawn TJ, who was on last night's primetime gaming and drop some really good opinions he says this after dropping a five hour super chat hi guys they need to make a stay to k show oh my god that is awesome i like that idea and a fable and he also says doom wow a doom film would be bonkers and not the rock doom film <laughs> i'm actually i thought that was a decent movie it's, it's, it's okay it's not the worst was fun. film i thought it was fun it, not the worst film, especially at the end when they do the first person mode. I thought that was kind of dope. I'm yeah, not gonna yeah, yeah, yeah. um Drawn TJ drops an additional five dollars of chat says, Hey guys, they need to make oh he actually oh okay, so that was in there twice. All right, so so thank you so much for that, Drawn TJ. Uh JC Colomero, what's up, brother? Welcome back. Um, he drops a two dollar super chat, and this is brilliant. This is this is a brilliant one. Conquer. 
done by the Rick and Morty creators. OMG, that is brilliant, dude. Absolutely brilliant. They would they would kill a Conquer series, no freaking doubt. Um, let's see. Drone TJ drops an additional $2 super chat and says a Splinter Cell and Perfect Dark crossover movie. Hell, I'd like to get an actual Splinter Cell game. I don't know if, when that's ever going to happen. That's another conundrum which I cannot believe. Uh, Brett Bingham, who's been a member for one month, drops a $2 super chat and says Alexandria Daddario as Joanna Dark. Now, I don't know who that is. If that's a good pick or not, please let me know in the chat. I will look up that name. Um, and he also drops an additional $5 super chat and says, give Nathan Fillion his Halo ODST series about Buck's military career. I like that. And that dude's gotten in shape. So I think he could do it. Uh, he, he, if you remember, he did the, 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 um, the Nathan Drake little like short that he did. But since then, that dude has gotten buff. That guy's in monster shape. Uh, yeah, I would love to see an ODST film uh with buck oh my god that is brilliant and that's I, I perfect do. that's so perfect because i mean a lot and there may be a lot of people who don't know this but buck um essentially becomes a spartan down the road yep, and he's he part sure of does. team osiris and oni which is basically like the spec ops or i'm even more undercover than that of halo and yep. they have a whole nother effed up story and a whole nother conundrum of things that they've gone through and you i mean again you could just leave that in the lock that could be halo's third person side of the John, like I like it. So many opportunities. Oh so my god, I, I I love what you. I, I listen. This this is why we get the chat involved because they they, they drop these uh, these uh, these nuggets that you know you want to just you want to keep talking about this topic. But folks, obviously, yeah, 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 yeah. We we go. we we got we got to keep going. Let's go. Uh, now I I do have a story in front of me, and you know we talked a little bit about Starfield. We talked a little <laughs> bit about Skyrim and and Elder Scrolls. You know, I pulled a story. Uh, that I thought was really very, it, it was interesting because I'm starting to see more and more rhetoric of uh, Starfield just being another clone to Skyrim. And personally, I don't see that. I I, I mean, I, I don't know. If, if, if There may be a lot of hate behind that because Sky, you know, Skyrim is, is world renowned. A lot of people played it. They quite enjoyed it. And now Starfield is going to be locked behind the Xbox and PC. And you know what? Buy an Xbox or use your five thousand uh, dollar PC that everyone says that they have that owns a PlayStation. Yeah, you know, what, what can I tell you? Um, Sony does it all the time. And uh, and what do, what what do X, Xbox fans do? Like myself, we have a PlayStation Five. We just buy the games, and that's up. That's it is what it is. But this story that I pulled it comes the way of GamesRadar.com, and it was written by Jordan uh, Gerblick. And this came up three days ago, and I held it because, quite, quite frankly, there's been a lot of news. Like, the news just it's, – it's like a broken faucet, which I'm very happy for because when you do five shows, you always got to have something new to talk about if you want to retain the people listening and they don't get bored of your stuff. So this story, I didn't hear anyone talk about. I thought it was worthy of a conversation. And the title of the story, Xbox Boss, says Starfield isn't a Skyrim reskin. And they and he goes on to say that the boss they're talking about is Matt Booty. He says there's an awful lot of things that move forward with this game. Um, and uh, the, uh, the the I'm going to read a couple of the excerpts from Matt Booty, which are pretty interesting. Um, but uh, 
According to the story, which again, I'm going to read verbatim, they say Starfield isn't just a space-themed reskin of, of two, uh, 2011's Elder Scrolls V Skyrim Xbox studio head Matt Booty explained in a recent interview. And he goes on to say, folks, and this is direct quote from Matt Booty himself, uh, having had the chance over the last year and a half or so to spend more time with Todd Howard and see how he works and see what he brings to the game to game design, I'm confident that he is going to uh, that he's going to sit still on whatever was built before. Right. Um, it is not his approach to come in and reskin something. There's going to be an awful lot of things that move forward with this game. I think there's a lot mm -hmm. to be uh, a lot to be an awful lot of new stuff in uh, what Bethesda uh, for Bethesda fans and Ta and Todd Howard fans. Uh, he's going. He's doing things that fans have not seen before, and they're bringing new things to this game. He goes on to say, I know just from checking in with them, the team is hard at work to get that thing all buttoned up uh, and put together. I'm fortunate enough to be involved in the status reports and things, and it's just fun watching them iterate mm -hmm. the, uh, through that level of polish on the game right now mm -hmm. uh let me let me go to uh n64 josh first on this uh josh i mean listen um i have been recently seeing and it's it's quite disappointing where you start to see where it's the spoiled bratness of the yeah. community come out you know what i'm saying they're they they have their hands crossed and they're and they're standing on they're standing on their square and they're not going to budge because they're not getting the chocolate ice cream uh that they want <laughs> um, and, and if you're out there and you, and you are, you know, uh, pushing this, this, uh, this I ideology that this new IP, first of all, you have to understand, I, I, I really want to just take a moment to let you understand the ramifications of this game. It is the first new IP in over 20 years for Bethesda. It is, it is a big freaking deal and more so. This is a this is a game that Todd Howard has wanted to tell for multiple decades, folks. You know, this isn't just a cash grab for Bethesda or for or for him. This is you when you say the word passion project, this is his passion project. This is something that he has wanted to do since he started making games. And maybe a lot of people don't know that. So mm -hmm. to suggest that he's going to take the, the the low road here yeah. and deliver just a reskin is not only embarrassing. Like if you're saying that, you should be embarrassed, even more so ashamed, because I don't think that's the case at all. We we know that this game is so big that they have to have a procedurally generated planets. Well, you know what that does? That means that every time we're all around the water cooler. I'm going to tell you about a planet that you may never, ever come across. Essentially, yeah. And, yeah. I may find a weapon on said planet that you will never have. You'll see me with it. And I'll show you you know, video of it. And you're like, holy shit, I can't believe. Where did you find that? Oh, on planet so-and-so. I've been playing for 48 hours, and I haven't come across that. Oh, yeah, but it was over here. That's what this game is going to bring that, that, that kind of conversation is what's going to come with this game. Right. I want to get a Josh's opinion on this. Josh, when you hear people starting to utter the words reskin, how does that make you feel? I, I mean, this 
it's it's we kind of expected this conversation right like yeah once once it went once it went exclusive this is of course is going to be the the narrative but i mean we've we've kind of said all along i mean how many times have we uttered the words skyrim in space i wouldn't even care if it was a reskin of skyrim in space because it's gonna be amazing like skyrim is not like that would that would be a great game to throw into space but it's gonna be so much more you can tell it's gonna be so much more those kind of conversations of i found this weapon here and and i i don't even know how to get there or you know i i went this way it's I mean, maybe it's going to deliver on the promises of uh, of of No Man's Sky, right? Like mm-hmm. more more along more along that that yeah. route, and that's going to be that's going to be great. The uh, b- being Todd's uh, passion project, there's like I- I'm not worried at all, you know. And the the internet's going to be the internet. Let them let them run their mouths and do what mm-hmm. do whatever they got to do. Like, but at at the at the end of the day, and, and I mean. I, I guess I could be completely wrong, but I think at the end of the day, we're all going to be talking about how amazing this game is, you know, yeah. n- not being able to put it down and uh, it's going to move consoles. It's going to move consoles and it's going to get, it's going to get, it's going to get the talk the the, the hype is going to be there. And yeah. it's, it, it is brand new, uh, brand new IP from, from, Beth- it's yeah, there's, it's a, uh, don't get me wrong, but this is not perfect. I mean, look at fallouts had its issues. Right. But I mean, does and, and I haven't spent much time with Fallout, but I mean, the the little bit that I've seen or or, or watched some friends play and things like that, like yeah, it, there's there's aspects of of a Bethesda game in there, but it's also a completely different world, completely different characters, and now we're talking about space. Like, yes. I, I love that it just kind of rounds out the uh, the the, the post apocalyptic to uh, to the the fantasy world to now space like, yes and yes in, yes, in, yes. It, with the with the bethesda touch i'm i'm here for it i i love it i love what you're putting down and i think i think you're really i, th- I think that's something to really be uh to hark on uh you know you gotta understand uh bethesda games they are a lot of one color mm-hmm. right and i and i and i mean that but let me let me iterate on what that mean, what i mean by that post apocalyptic uh fallout series very 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 brown very dark Right, a lot of greenery, right? Because you're you're, you're walking around, you know the the world has ended, you know there's overgrown uh, overgrowth and everything, so you see a lot of green, a lot of old, broken down, burnt out, rusted out stuff, you know, very very brown and green. You move over to Skyrim, very much very very similar color palette, right? Very 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 brown, you know, very very green because of the open world. You know, you're walking on lands that are that haven't been touched by by you when you're riding a horse across everything. Very gray because of a lot of the castles that are made gray and, and, and tan. It's a very, very similar color palette. But when you look at what they're doing with uh, with Starfield, oh, wow. I mean, the color palette seems to be everything. Mm-hmm. But before I give you the microphone and get your opinion on this, uh, Steel Rain, we're yeah. going to read another excerpt. Which I, which I found extreme, extremely interesting. And again, folks, this is a story that I pulled from gamesradar.com. It was written by Jordan Gerblick. Uh, and this was posted three days ago because, of course, I love giving credit where credit is due. And this is what he said in, uh, in, the, in the second paragraph. Uh, a lot of folks, including Game Rant's own Josh West, had worried that Bethesda's first new IP in over 25 years 
would look and play a lot like Skyrim, but in space. However, during a recent episode of Friends Per Second Vlogcast via GameSpot, Matt Booty argued that it would be unlike Bethesda, unlike anything Bethesda's Todd Howard has done before. And he says Todd Howard simply would not simply just rest on the studio's laurels and pump out a reskin of an earlier title. He also said that the team at Bethesda has been keeping him abreast of the game's development and that from what he's seen, he thinks Starfield will push the envelope in a variety of ways. What are your thoughts on that, Steel? Uh, for me, more, and I definitely want to touch on more so the potential of what Starfield can bring to the genre and more so what the gamers have been really asking for, right? Because um, it's easy to write off the game as a as just a Fallout or just a Skyrim clone. Um, you can say that about a lot of other games that are similar. Um, you could say Elder Scrolls is the same. You could say um, other games have a similar elk. Um, you could say Mass Effect could be something similar. Uh, also, all games that allow you choice and give you multiple options of how to go through a story and where no one player's experience is going to be exactly like another player's experience. Why is that a negative thing that should affect the game? Why is that a negative connotation that you want to put on, like that people want to put on Starfield? And when you hear the hype that start that Todd Howard has about on this game, and mind you, I do a podcast with my brother from another, the the fan of Mr. God Howard himself, Mr. Yes, um, Pong Howard, as I like to call him. Um, <laughs> his long lost son. Yeah, exactly, exactly. This is long lost son. I'm telling you, has to be, but. I do a podcast with this man, and as someone who is not necessarily a Bethesda fan, I don't get into, I've not gotten to Bethesda games like that. The most recent one that I have that did grab me was Elder Scrolls Online, and it probably was because of the multiplayer aspect. Um, not to say that that was the only thing, because I love the story. I love the fact that I could, I was able to touch everything. I love the fact that the choices I made impacted the story, right? So that uniqueness and then now you're telling me that todd howard is taking all of these elements that he's taken over the last 20 years of him making games and is now making a game that he thought was not possible well he knew was not possible back in the day and has come to realize now that it is highly possible and is on the crevice of actually releasing his dream right so it is hard for me to imagine that this is just going to be some cookie cutter um skyrim game although i feel like it's disingenuous to say that the game is cookie cutter because it's not it, to, to say something is cookie cutter means it's exactly like everything else this isn't the case with these style of games and to me, when people speak on it like that, it just shows me that maybe there's an audience that doesn't appreciate those types of games. Maybe you don't like that genre and you don't have anything positive to say about it. Or maybe you just you don't have a different angle that you could take to really talk about it in, a, in, a, in an intellectual manner, excuse me, or maybe it's just not for you. And that could be all, all the well possible, but it's hard to. It's hard not to be hyped for this game, right? Especially with Xbox being on a lack of first-party games. Starfield is probably the hypest Xbox game um, that has come to that is coming to release within the next couple years, I would say at least. Um, I would say behind Hellblade, behind um a fable. So it's kind of 
we want to see what this is going to do to redefine things. And again, we've heard things like Han Solo simulator. And again, just being able to take the accumulation of all of Todd Howard's work and know that I'm going to have an ever-expanding universe, including what the modders are going to bring into it, because that's another side that people forget about what the modders are also going to bring into the community to to also expand that opportunity or expand the universe because again it's a single player game there's nothing that you have to necessarily think about to make sure it's balanced for co-op or anything like that I'm not saying that they won't implement that or something like that but that's kind of my thoughts right now on starfield i don't get the the reason why people are continuously trying to downplay it although todd howard is has he has on record, guys, do the research. This man puts out defining games. That's what he does. When he puts his hands on a game, 100%, it redefines the genre every how, time. How, why do you think that. he's producing uh, um, Indiana Jones? Yeah, exactly. Why, why do you think he man. is the producer of that game? Because you know, Works first of all, you ever, you ever see him in an interview? He yeah. is a stan. I'm talking mm -hmm. about giddy as a as a as a as a schoolboy fan of of Indiana Jones, and th that's why that game is also going to be. I I have a strong suspicion it's going to be as good looking as anything uh, from Uncharted from uh uh the, of the Uncharted games, and that that's a high bar to Ooh, hit. That's that, a high high bar to that hit. That is a very high because, bar. Because listen, I, whether you're a Sony fan or not, you cannot argue that. Goddamn, those Uncharted games are great, man. They're just so much fun. A lot of those games are great and everything, but I think the other thing that we have to keep in mind is this is also a different style of game. The the vastness of this game is going to also lead into the design of the game. Yep, so exactly. as much as we would want the game to look like an Uncharted, a God of War, you want it to be beautiful like the type of games that Sony puts out, yeah. uh, we also have to be honest with ourselves and say that those games are also closed experiences. There yeah. is no vastness to them. There's a start. There's a middle. Well, actually, finish. I was really talking about Indiana Jones, not so much. Oh, Star yeah. Okay. Field. Okay. Gotcha. 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 My fault. My yeah. fault. Yeah. Then, yeah. It definitely Indiana Jones. That's what I would definitely expect out of that. My fault on that. For, for sure. And especially with using UE5, I want them to be able to get with the coalition and really get all their all the cooks in the kitchen uh, to put out the best pro yes. production possible. Sure. Yes, I, I like it. Listen, this is this is this is a good a, a, a quick topic, but a good topic nonetheless. I think that uh, there's a lot of uh, that we don't know currently about, um, right. you know, about Starfield. I like the idea that we're going to be able to customize our own ship. The custom yeah. the customization yeah. in this game is going to be bonkers good. Like I cannot wait to see. And obviously, you know, the mod community, especially on PC. People are gonna be running around in Slave One or Bro. the Falcon or something. I I I can't wait. I can't wait to see the first Enterprise. <laughs> Bro, wait, wait till you're able to download your first lightsaber. Oh my god, I cannot, I cannot wait to see. It. And, and and that's the thing that's good about uh the mods, uh, the mod community. They're just they're so talented. It's 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 sick. Uh I I, I can't wait to see what they do, yeah. but I do, folks, wanna move on. Ooh. To the next topic of the show. This, this is this is the one I think is going to have a lot of legs. Um, and this and and what I want to talk about is uh, gaming media versus gamers when it comes to the review process. Uh, that is something 
that has been a hot topic uh, for quite some time. But it seems in recent weeks, even I would say a month, maybe a little bit more than that, it has really hit pay dirt. Um, there is, uh, I mean, look, there are going to be people right here in this chat right now that don't think God of War is a 10. Now, I have yet to play it, but I have seen much video of it. I would probably disagree with you. Uh, I, I absolutely am enthralled with God of War 2018. I absolutely loved it so much so. And I don't usually do this, but I, I started playing the game through again on New Game Plus. Um, that's how much I thought it was incredible. So I would imagine that even I know that the, the, the big debate here is, well, boom, it's DLC. Look, here's the thing, folks. Whether it's officially called DLC, whether it's officially called uh, a sequel, it does really it does not really matter to me because you just look at, for instance, The Witcher Three. I, again, yeah. I told you, I yeah, I can't get into that game, but what I can do is tip my cap to it for what it is right. and for what it's done for gaming. It's an it's it's a it's a modern day masterpiece. Well, Blood and Wine is a DLC, mm-hmm. but most people will tell you that Blood and Wine was so good that it was better than The Witcher 3. So if that could work for that series, I think it could easily be uh, equated and work for God of War. And from what I've heard, I mean, I don't know who I was with the other day. They said they played 23 minutes of it, and they literally had a tear in their eye in the first 23 minutes. So there's something to be said about this game is special. Now, if you give it a 10, I'm not going to argue. If you give it an 8, I'm not going to argue. It's your, your choice. But that's not actually what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about the, the, the you know gaming media and gaming media folks listen I, I i'm gonna say this right now and i'm not going to go down a rabbit hole and start picking out particular sites I'm not doing that i'm not i'm not looking to go to war with anybody let them do their own thing i'm gonna do my own thing but the media has kind of stepped in it so yeah. to speak in, in in recent weeks months and years with some of the ways that they do reviews now, granted, a one person is doing a one review on a one game. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times what we're starting to notice is the person that is tasked to do this doesn't like said genre and winds up giving a bad review to a good game because they don't like that game. And see, that's the big mistake right there. You're supposed to find someone that likes that so they can so they can be honest with their readers. Right. You understand? A lot of the times, and this is where we get into some muddy water here, folks. And again, I'm not accusing. I'm only simply saying what has been posted by many, many people and even written about by some sites that certain publishers money hat and also have, you know, blackball sites from not getting review codes because a, a particular review wasn't favorable. Right. And I hate to say this and I don't want to bring I don't want to make this into a console war thing. But we've heard this do, Sony do this more often than not. You've never heard this come from Microsoft. Ooh. I've never heard this from Nintendo, to be honest with you. You keep hearing it about Sony. So if enough people talk about it, is it true? Well, I guess that's that's speculative. But I'm going to go back to Steel Rain on this. Uh, the two games that jump off the page for me, uh, because, you know, obviously we're talking about the now, right. is Sonic Frontiers Ooh. and Gotham Knights. Now, some people, uh, you know... It, Maybe they're not your ilk. I get it. Maybe they're not your genre. Maybe they don't <laughs> like those characters. I, I'm not going to argue with you. But these two games, according to the review scores, are trash. And I'm here to tell you that both these games 
are going to be in my top 10 of 2022, both of these games. Are they going to hit top five? Maybe. Maybe they hit my top five. But I am telling you that these are great. So what what what, what are your thoughts on this? Like, what, where do you, where, where are your hot picks <sighs> gaming media versus the gamers? All right. Now, I think this is this has been a thing that has always led me to wanting to get into the industry at some point, somehow, some way, mainly right. because I do feel like there is a lot of divisiveness or people speaking on things, um, not necessarily from a subjective point of view, but maybe are just inept of doing that or maybe they're just tired of being in the industry and certain game styles they may just not like. Um, and the two examples that you bring up there, um, I'll start with Gotham Knights. Now, Gotham Knights, unfortunately, um, on Metascore and also um, for the user side of things, has both been really bogged down, right? And there was a lot of expectation that went behind Gotham Knights too. Um, people thought it was going to be one thing, and it didn't end up being that. And I think that left a bad taste in a lot of people's mouths. But I think the other side of that coin too is that there's not necessarily one way or the other that you can really sway, right? There right. is a huge problem with people reviewing games that they either don't like um, or, like I mentioned, don't have any interest in. Um, but there's also another thing to where people will just give zeros on a game, even just as a gamer, um, just because, right? So just a troll, for an example, they'll do that. And I think that could be, or from what I've seen, is a something that I've seen out of Gotham Knights um, using that as the main example. Now with Sonic Frontiers, well, just stick on Gotham Knights really quickly. Again, Gotham Knights is going to be one of those games where if you were interested in it, like I say all the time, you as a gamer, um, especially with the average gamer being right around 30 years old, and that's going to be a lot younger as we move throughout the generation and everything, um, or it might average out, we'll see. But if that's the case, I would imagine that you as a gamer have been playing games long enough, or maybe you haven't. I would at least assume it as, a, as an adult that you would have an understanding of what you like and what you don't like. And that you would have an understanding of how to find people or reviewers that cater to the things that you look for. If you cannot find those things or have not find those things, then there is more research to be done before you open your mouth or to give an overall opinion on a certain game or certain topic. If you don't know, you're just buying a game and it ends up being bad, at the end of the day, it's still on you because you have so many options to invest in games, to listen to reviews and everything else. And at the end of the day, you have to be able to make that educated decision. Now, again, if you're interested in it, I would 100% say try it out. I love the game personally. It's not an Arkham game. Don't get in here expecting to press X and then randomly uh, you know, press Y to easily parry somebody. There's so many more combat mechanics in there in place. And I do think the longevity of the game is going to do really well because of that now let's go into sonic frontiers sonic frontiers and i mentioned this behind the scenes before we went live sonic unfortunately has a has had a very negative connotation since he stepped into the scene it's been very divisive ever since he was put up against mario i feel like there's always been a unfair stigma against sonic i don't know why but I will say for me, as someone who grew up literally with Sonic, Sonic came out in 91, I believe, the first Sonic, and I believe this animated series yep. came out before that. I literally, I grew up, I, I was born in 92. I literally grew up with Sonic. 
And so Mario was a little bit ahead of that, but this blue hedgehog to me as a kid was more enticing than this old man wearing a jumpsuit. That wasn't appealing to me. Jumping on Koopas and Bowser. Bowser was the coolest part of Mario to me. But I also liked dinosaurs at the time. So they kind of go hand in hand. Sonic, and I, I know you grew with me, boom. Sonic has had games that have been great since the 2D generation. Uh, Sonic Adventure, the Sonic Adventure games, Sonic Heroes. Some people are on and off about generations. And uh, there's another one that they throw in there too. I do think Frontiers is the best Sonic game that has been released since Sonic Adventure 2. And I also do think it is suffering from that harsh critique that for whatever reason, Sonic always gets. It's no matter what, the game isn't, I don't know, not mature enough. It can't tell this. It can't tell a good enough story. Oh, the characters don't do enough for me. Oh, now the voice needs to be perfect. Oh, everybody's main complaint was, oh, the momentum needs to be. No game has got the momentum. Well, maybe you've never played a Sonic game because I don't know where that's coming from. I can agree with some, but they've nailed it in this one. And the reviewers, from what I've seen personally at least, have definitely have taken a standpoint to where it's that stink of Sonic that has continued to go on that I think in 2022, because of the movies, because and it's not and it's not just one movie, two movies now have proven themselves, have done well. And now this game is coming off the hype of that. And it's actually telling a well thought out story. And overall, it gets back to games just being fun. It doesn't uh, always hashtag have to fun. Be, Hello, thank it, you. <laughs> it doesn't always have to be a God of War Ragnarok, ladies and gentlemen. Like I know Boom, I know Boom and myself maybe jumping off the ledge saying, "Oh, it's gonna sell two to one." Again, it should. It's on everything. It should. Yep. I don't think that's a crazy thing to say. It literally should. But it's not God of War Ragnarok. It's not a cinematic experience. It's Sonic the Hedgehog in a 3D world and on different uh, cyberspaces that they give you. And overall, it's a fun game to play. And if you are a Sonic fan, I would suggest you to try it out. And if you've ever been iffy about Sonic, I would definitely say at least give it a fair shake if it ever gets on a deal. Yes. That's my, that's me. I, I have, like, again, the, 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 the quote unquote, you know, gentleman's agreement or bet if you will that we have uh with uh Kaysanta and i is that um he believes it's going to sell well he just doesn't think it's going to sell as well right. as two to one like right. i said I, I i even said it when we were having the conversation i'm like are you sure you want to take this bet because it is seven platforms versus two you know what i'm saying so just on pure number uh, just number spectrums alone it sh and in my opinion i think it actually sells even better the or best on switch i think this i think the switch version is gonna sell like gangbusters bro yeah. because look at what this, the switch just passed 114 million consoles sold uh i don't know if you saw the numbers that benji sales put out there the other day i mean like whoa, you know what i'm saying like are you kidding me this thing yeah. plays in 560p <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look for sure. You know what I'm saying, but you know, <laughs> sometimes it just it just doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's all about, uh, you know, the games, and they do make good games. And I think Sonic is going to do very well on that console. I think I honestly think that's uh, 
you're going to see um you know sales numbers i think i think i think it's, i think god of war is going to sell very good but i've always yeah. said this and i will continue to, uh, to to hang my hat on this the problem with the sales isn't the game quality the game quality is what it is it's fantastic it looks beautiful it's a cinematic experience the problem with uh, first party games for sony is its own fan base they just don't buy their games that's that is not an opinion folks that is a fact ask anyone go look at the numbers the, the when you have a I'll put it to this way. When you have 115 million PS4s and near 20, let's just say 20 million, right? PlayStation 5s out in the wild. Let's say it's 20 million now. And it might be, it might be more, it might be less. Right. Let's say 20 million for shits and giggles. Uh-huh. I'm no mathematician, folks, but that's 135 million consoles, mm-hmm. right? Right now, today. If you're going to tell me that you can only move 10% of your audience to buy God of War, you have a real retention problem going on within first party because their first party games are great and they're mm-hmm. high quality and they're millions and millions of dollars. So if you can't, if you're telling me 10% is good, I'm here to tell you that if I'm on the board, I'm looking at you and laughing because I want 40. I want a 40%. I want a 50% ratio. I want mm-hmm. what Nintendo has. Nintendo puts out a game, Splatoon, number one selling a, a Switch game yeah. this year. It's it's going to re- it's going to be up there with the Animal Crossing. It's number one in Japan. It's check this out. Out of in Japan right now, one out of every five Switch consoles owns Splatoon three. Think about that for a second, folks. That's preposterous kind of numbers. And that's what they're doing over there with Nintendo. And again, they don't have Call of Duty, and Splatoon is a shooter. That's first party. Just throwing a little shade for Sony, but I want to bring N64, Josh, into this. Into You obviously are in, in, in games media. You do a lot of things. You have podcasts. You're on TikTok. You do a lot of stuff on the website. I'm interested to get your take on this. You know, game journalism reviewers versus gamers it's a hot button topic and and it has it has made its it has made the rounds in recent days it it seems as of recent that a lot more reviews have been uh it, to me anyway it seems like they've been more on the like the negative or lower side than than on the positive right you've had uh call of duty uh the every person i've talked to that has played call of duty the yeah. the campaign has loved it like yeah, I'm, I'm halfway through and i think it's the best campaign i've played in years good time. Good yeah time. We're good time. and so that 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 was the first one that was kind of like what is what is happening in games media right now right mm-hmm. and then and then we got sonic and we've got the 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 gotham stuff and this to me it goes all the way back like i kind of slowly stop putting any faith in reviews during at mario kart double dash right fran marabella um a friend of mine and we had a great interaction because of it we were at the destiny 2 reveal and uh i was like the it was the first time i met i was like fran he's like yeah what's going on i was like uh you're talking about your double dash review and he's like you're not gonna shank me are you like that's That was the first thing he said to me, right? But I mean, what happened with me and Double Dash is two things. One, I'm a huge Mario Kart fan. I mean, I've got the 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 I've got the game tattooed on my body. 
Yeah, I love it. It's uh, the the game's changed my life. Honestly, like it's 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 Double blown Dash me up good. on TikTok, and like I, I I love it. But when Double Dash came out and they mixed things up, and you weren't in a regular cart anymore, it was tough for me. I was like, why are you messing with this formula, mm-hmm. right? And then seeing his review of seven point nine, it I I hardly touched that game. I go back to that game now, and I'm like, it is a lot of fun. Yeah, I don't I don't have the the I don't have the cart that I want. Right. But it doesn't it doesn't change the fact that that game is still probably a nine out of ten, honestly. And some of the things that you can do and some of the ways they innovated in that game, looking back, it's 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 probably not a seven point. I don't even know if he would still give it a seven point nine. You know, Mm -hmm. I have I, I have no clue. I think when it comes as as a person who who puts out a podcast, like you said, who has who has a website, who's done a number of reviews. It's difficult because when when you're reviewing something like an indie game, it could be it could be the difference between massive amounts of sales and and no sales. Yep. Yeah. And it's 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 hard for me to like to like look at somebody's art and just either like dump all over it. Yeah. You know, their their hard work, their their blood, sweat and tears just because it didn't resonate with me. It's always been a struggle for me to review stuff because I'm like I don't really want to. I, I kind of want to point out the things I like. I want to point out if the game pulls me in in a in a very you know short and 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 sweet manner to where I want to keep playing. But and and then hopefully people that that are have similar gaming interests to me can be like, yeah, this is a re- this is a review I, I can trust. But when um, it, it's for me, it's not just something that I take lightly at all. Right. And when it comes to these major news outlets and stuff, even even IGN at this point, they should almost have three different people review this game, review, review these games and then come up with a, uh, like, you know, maybe even like what are their what are their top games? What is it that resonates with them so that you know which review you want to be going after? Because if they, if their if their top games are like Animal Crossing, Sims and uh you know more casual and they're giving call of duty a six out of ten it was probably a chore for them to play that game Could be yeah right it's but one. but if if it's you know if if the other reviewer is like yo i'm here for Fortnite, and i've played every call of duty and i've been a fan of the series since the since uh since its inception you know like well that's probably the the person that that the fans of that series are gonna go and 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 read the review and and resonate with and so it's the the other thing I absolutely hate about it is the fact that bonuses are tied to Metacritic scores, right? Like that gives so much power. Like you could have reviewers that are just that maybe they don't like somebody that works at one of those one of those studios, and that's the reason that the the game scored uh, low. Right. You, you know, know something? What you're what you're putting down is conspiratory for sure. But mm-hmm. I hate to say this. You might be onto something here, dude. You ju- you just might because there is a there. Listen, folks, vindictiveness is a thing. It exists everywhere, whether it be in your whether you're a postman, whether you're a fireman, whether you're a games review journalist, whether you're a developer. Some people just don't like to see other people win, and if they can, if if someone has the power to help to hurt someone, maybe even financially. It's something that could happen, and I'm saying I'm not saying it is that it is happening, mm-hmm. but it very well could be. the The other side of it too is look at all of the look at all the Activision Blizzard 
drama and garbage that's come out of the like the yeah. way people have been treated you know there it's it, it's in a tough place to like to to it, it may be tough for some people to look at it objectively when they may have friends that have been you know harassed or or hurt due to other people's actions within within leadership at these studios it's crazy how we're, we are all so connected now and how these these uh these reviews can affect can affect the sales and and what is reflect what is affecting their their thought process going into these reviews right and and no part of me is justifying anything that has taken place within um, the Call of Duty community, the within those studios or the you know the the Overwatch uh, studio, things like that, like that kind of garbage has to go. But it it how do we separate that from from these reviews? Do we? It's it's just such a strange time that we live in. And and when it comes down like the end of the day, you pretty much just gotta you gotta risk it. And, uh, you know, I think steam, we were talking about it on last night's last night's show, like with the, uh, with the, with all these indies that are coming out during the busiest time of year, how do they not get forgotten? Well, something like steam where you can try it for two hours or something like game pass really, really helps allow us to play more of these games without having to rely on the reviewers. Right. Right. And so it, there, there are Beautiful. more benefits right there in steam. I yep. think you can play a game for two hours and then decide if you don't, if you don't want it, you can, you can return it. And so that uh, it, if you want to be the most informed uh, consumer, the, your best bet is probably to pick it up through steam, try it, see if it's for you and then walk away from it. If it isn't exactly. No, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, and listen, great points all around, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for us here on X vlog live for this Thursday, three topics. Usually it's one guest. Today we were very blessed to have not one, but two incredible opinions and people of this community who, who obviously are a big part of content creation. Let's get to the outros and we'll get everyone out of here. N64, Josh, please sell your brand, brother. Talk about TikTok, Josh. Talk about N64, Josh. What you got do what you got going on? And I mean, you got your hand in multiple pies. For sure. Uh, obviously, you announced the other day that you're doing coaching now, which is, I think, is fantastic for anyone that might feel a little overwhelmed on how to start content creation. You also have the website. You also have your own YouTube channel. You also have the Halo uh, podcast that should be getting a lot of eyes because, quite frankly, the winter update is great from what I understand. I have to get back to it for sure. Talk about it. Say your brand, brother. I may or may not have been playing a little bit of Halo between uh, between. Uh, I love it, dude. I, the, the multitasking like, level of, uh, <laughs> of of dedication is, uh, is is very very commendable. Years <laughs> of streaming paying off, right? You guys, hopefully, you couldn't tell I was uh, I was uh, getting the headshots. I literally while, had no idea, so it's good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, I, I'm I'm everywhere, guys. This is N64 Josh. I host the Nintendo Powercast. Um, we've recently started Pokey News Now, which is a Pokemon podcast. Hey, um, nice. They have Infinite. two games coming out soon. Again, they, big they, sellers this year. They do, and they're always there. I mean, again, it gets into like the, the the whole coaching aspect side of it. The reason I decided to do a Pokemon show is because of the keyword research that I did, and and knowing how much that game is searched, 
how often it's searched and how it really is an unending hype cycle because of all the content they are putting out. Um, I'm going to be in Philadelphia the beginning of December for PAX Unplugged. So if anybody else is going to be there, nice. please, please hit me up. I would love to see you when it comes to the, the coaching stuff like we just talked about. If you like whether you're just starting with content creation or if you've been in it for a while and you realize how lonely it is at times, you realize how difficult it is at times, and maybe you don't feel like you have a good plan for uh, for getting your content out there and how to the best use social media and TikTok and all the all the trends and everything that's happening right now. That's that's what I'm here for. So I got a link in my bio where you can set up a free 15 minute call with me to see if it's something that's for you. If we can. Uh, um, I, I really truly believe one of my one of my one of my gifts to the world is just unlocking people and helping people see their potential and and take take whatever it is they're doing to the next level. So that's that's why I have to do this coaching. It's like it's it's a literally a burning desire within me to do it. So um really appreciate being here and super stoked that we got to hang out today and uh and and chat about these topics. Well, thank All you right. very much, brother. Definitely appreciate that. Real quick, Don Otaku drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, in this Twitch era, Sony only gets 10% of sales. I think that's what he meant. 10% uh, of the base because they make games where story is the only selling point. The games that do numbers are ones where the gameplay is priority and you have to play. And I, and that's that they're not wrong. I mean, you take nothing away from the story-driven aspect of how great sony's first party games are because quite frankly they are but when you look at when you look at the sales numbers at versus uh the, the like the free-to-play games uh, it's 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 not even comparable and, and when and and when you don't have that kind of engagement I, I think the problem is they're just not seeing the numbers that's why jim ryan says that their own players isn't enough and that's why i think that at some point starting next year you're going to see day and date release for pc I don't think it's going to be six months after. I think yeah, no. Yeah, I, I think they have to do that. What the gear want to survive. Yeah, and, and and Nixus and a few of the other developers that they have working with them you know, as first party is going to help them do that. And they they have to. Uh, God of War would sell a heck of a lot better. Yeah, if, I agree. If it was on PC, there's mm -hmm. just no doubt about it. If they did dual releases, they would make bank, and that's what their investors want. That's what Jim Ryan wants, and. Hopefully, at some point, they will get there. Still rain. We got to sell your brand, brother. You got a big show coming up this Saturday morning, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, with your brother from another, of course, uh, Pong Soul, yes. or should we or should we call him uh, Pong Howard? Yes. Is really what he should be called. Um, uh, talk about that. Talk about where could people help you cross the 1K mark. You guys are close. Just how close are you, bro? Man, we're approaching 700, man. We're good. I think we're right around 650. We're definitely on the road to 1K. And to be honest, it's more so just about consistency, uh, just having the time, really. And time is always the bane of our existence. And just being smarter with the time, right? Um, that's the main thing. So we're figuring out those things behind the scenes and trying to get it right. But as Boom mentioned, Pong Howard himself, the long-lost son of Todd Howard, if you guys didn't know, a.k.a. God Howard, um, does host or co-host with myself living split screen every saturday morning uh 9 a.m central 10 a.m eastern and 3 p.m uk time look ladies and gentlemen we take that rts approach if you don't know guys are, are you a, are you really gamers and if you're not i'll help out a bit real-time strategy you pull yourself out of the world look at the darker crevices of the map you get those resources 
pull them together, build up your foundation, your base, so we could potentially uh, reach those 3 billion gamers that Phil Spencer talks about all the time, guys. Um, look, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day. Hopefully, you guys are keeping the gaming. Enjoy everything that you have in front of you because there's so... We are in the, in the age, I know my brother from another says, this is the golden age of gaming. I say we are in the age of accessibility. Guys, enjoy gaming at any level that you enjoy gaming at because that's what matters and beyond all else. Keep it live, raw, and uncut. Much love to the X-Vlog kingdom. And overall, to Boom and N64, man, it's nothing but love, man. I Much love to you. And uh, yeah, man, y'all stay safe. Appreciate that very much for the love. And, of course, thank you guys for being here. Another successful show. Again, when you start new shows, you just never know how it's going to hit. Uh, obviously, the lunch break special on Monday seems to be gaining ground as well as Ooh. X-Vlog Live. And we will continue those shows uh, as long as the people uh, want to see them. A big shout-out to the panel. A big shout-out to all the Super Chats that have come in. Uh, we are almost at $1,000 to put away because we're going to give away $1,000 whether we have to uh, use Super Chats and our own personal money or, you know, fund it through Super Chats. Uh, we are currently uh, going to be giving away, if you didn't know, $1,000 in one show. Uh, 500 up front for channel members and the next 500 for anyone that's in the chat. That is coming up for our big fifth annual uh, Christmas with Mr. and Mrs. Boomstick later in December. Uh, and by the time we're done, folks, we we will have given out $3,500 worth of digital gifts in 2022. It is the most we've ever done. We don't do it for subs, folks. We do it for the fact that, you know, people are having a tough time right now and we want to give back and we want to move it forward and want to pay it forward. And hopefully uh, you are someone that has uh, come across uh, one of these wins. And uh, again, this December, we're giving away $1,000. And that is thanks to all the Super Chats that have come in. And, of course, the channel memberships that continue to uh, uh, to bless us on the channel. Uh, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that is important to me. Hopefully one day it will be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught me with kids. And he would say, some treat others. How you want to be treated and also doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care, everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of X-Vlog Live. Ah.